I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News. SIU classes start on Monday, and returning students are back in Carbondale moving into houses, apartments, and residence halls. WSIU's Benji Jeffords has more. Over the next two days, around 2,400 students will move onto the Carbondale campus. More than 200 faculty, staff, and student volunteers are giving their time to welcome them back. SIU Senior Associate Director of Housing Operations Jim Hunsaker says with the change in COVID protocols, some students are going to have a different kind of year at college. Some of them haven't had a normal college experience yet, so this may be the first taste of the uh, non-COVID year for them, even though we're of course aware of COVID and uh, ready to to make changes if something happens there. Numerous events are planned this weekend along with next week to welcome students back and give them a chance to get to know the campus. For WSIU, I'm Benji Jeffords. Saluki Track and Field and Cross Country has a new leader. Richard Jones has been named director of the program to replace Rosalind Joseph who resigned in June to accept the head coaching position at Ohio State. Jones has served as interim director since Joseph's departure. Jones will begin his fifth year with the Salukis and, like Joseph, came to SIU from Ohio State. A five-year contract will keep Jones in Carbondale through 2027. Saluki Track and Field is losing assistant coach J.C. Lambert, who's leaving to take a coaching position at the University of Illinois. Lambert's wife, former Saluki and U.S. Olympian Deanna Price, will join the Illini staff as a volunteer coach. The Workforce Equity Initiative at 18 Illinois Community Colleges will receive nearly $19 million in funding for a third year of programming. The program helps students of poverty and color obtain credentials and employment for trades like trucking and welding. Jennifer Foster is the Deputy Director of the Illinois Community College Board, which oversees the grant. The students are very smart uh, and they're very willing to move forward. Uh, They just need that extra, extra care and that extra boost. The program provides that extra care by helping students get access to transportation, child care, and energy and rental assistance. In the two years of the program, it's seen just under 500 students with about a 60% completion rate and more than 70% employment. The Survivor Empowerment Center is welcoming a new leader as the previous executive director will retire later this month. WSIU's Jennifer Fuller has more. Kathy McClanahan will retire after 30 years with the organization formerly known as the Women's Center. She points to an expansion of services, increased funding, and more as points of pride during her time with the center. Jennifer Gully will take over now as executive director. She previously served as rape crisis services medical and legal advocate at the center's Marion location. The Survivor Empowerment Center is celebrating 50 years this year. Leaders say they're committed to ending domestic and sexual violence and providing a safe space for survivors of those crimes. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Democratic Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth says she's concerned the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling that overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade decision could lead to additional limitations of reproductive choices. Duckworth conceived her two young daughters through in vitro fertilization. She says she's hopeful Congress will be able to pass legislation to protect personal health choices for women. It's about access to abortion, but it's also about access to contraception. It's also about access to IVF. And I think that we need to guarantee people's rights to bodily autonomy. Duckworth says the Women's Reproductive Health Rights Act failed in the Senate because no Republicans supported it. She says the decision written by Justice Clarence Thomas in the Dobbs case might result in legal challenges to birth control and gay marriage. Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul has filed two legal briefs against Idaho and Texas's efforts to restrict abortion access. Texas filed a lawsuit last month against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services 
to exempt abortions from emergency room health care, and Idaho passed a law in 2020 criminalizing all abortions, even in emergencies. Raul, along with 20 other attorneys general, argue these restrictions won't end abortions but rather put people's lives at risk. Both briefs include a story of a pregnant patient in Illinois who died of an ectopic pregnancy. This is the latest in a series of briefs filed by Raul against states like Arizona, Indiana, and South Carolina that are moving to limit abortion access. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU Radio News.